0: i Spaces
1: Folks, we're back. We are live. It's Modular Spaces. Modular Part 2. That was amazing. Thank you all so much for being here. Thank you all for joining us. This is Modular Spaces and we're going to get into it. Um just so you guys know how this works, we're just going to be highlighting some of the people that are speaking, let them speak for themselves, talk a little bit about what modularity means to them, to their team, um and how they're working towards modular expansion. So we got some amazing people that are coming. Uh, we'll keep this open as long as we can. But in the meantime, I'd love to get started with the people who are here already. Um, we had a great call the other week. We were talking about their incredible endeavor, their incredible team. Um, let's, get, let's get it going. Matthew, how you doing, my good man? And talk about Linera a little bit.
2: I'm uh, doing great. Thanks, man, for uh, having me. I'm really excited to speak about Linero. And, uh, and, and yeah, and learn something also uh, about you
1: guys. Amazing. Well, we'll we'll get started by learning some more about you. I'd love to, you know, these are the kind of two guiding light questions that we'll we'll go with the spaces today and feel free to approach them however you want. But the first one we'll go with is is why is modularity important to you and to your team?
2: Yeah, so so modularity for me is is um uh, is something that that's really embedded in the, in the world of web3 is really the freedom to innovate and and, and Create pieces of infrastructure that are really good at what what they're doing, and let people combine everything, right? And so, so as a we are really working hard to create this this really new kind of infrastructure that's really, really, um, really like specialized in low latency user interactions, and uh, and we really, um, yeah, really beat towards this, and um, and that really seeing like a vision, envisioning a, uh, um um, being, being parts of bigger ecosystems uh, and uh, and being included wherever people need to have uh, applications that have like really low latency user interaction.
1: That's amazing, man. And and can you talk a little bit about like the, how the team and you are working towards this end?
2: Yeah, and so and so once you start like really part- prioritizing end-to-end latency, and by that I mean like so you need to you need to really have a really and, and by that I mean like end-to-end latency. Um, for at any scale, right? Like because uh, um, that's what we're looking for. is really onboarding the next billion of users and providing them with like nominal user experience, where like you click and the information. Uh, some transactions are sent to the rest of the system. They are being processed really quickly, and uh, and then the users on the other hand see their UI being uh, being uh, being uh, updated pretty really quickly with like final information, like, very uh, very reliable information on the eyes, right? And so to do that, at Inera, we, we're working on a system that is like using ideas of, uh, of sharding from, uh, from Web2. And so we want our validators to be able to add capacity to be elastic and be able to add capacity to process all this information in real time when they arrive. And so it's a very interesting system that has a, a different execution model, is heavily parallel using what we call microchains to structure the block space and allow users to create blocks whenever they, whenever they need
1: at very low latency. That's amazing. And you can tell just by listening, Like this is the caliber of folks that we have coming here. For, like This is gonna be, I just speaking for myself here, this is gonna be an incredible event. And uh, there's something about listening to, to uh, Matthew, you have a really, you have a great voice, man. You should be doing radio too. I, I'm trying oh, to learn more you. just by all listening all right. to this man. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Very kind of you. And we have some amazing other speakers up here as well. I wanna, so the way that I like to structure these, is I'm gonna be asking similar questions to the speakers that are on stage. But as we get more into the conversation, I love to kind of open it up for people in the audience to, to post questions in the comments and also for the speakers to talk to each other and kind of make this a little bit more open forum. Um, we happen to have some, some of the other incredible teams that are up here as well. So I'm gonna just go to people as they come up. I know we have some incredible folks here from NodeKit as well. Um, I don't know who's behind the 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 team uh, page right now, but um, please tell us a little bit about what you are working on.
3: Hey, everybody. It's me again. I'm, I'm Noah. I'm one of the founders of NodeKit. What well, we're working on at NodeKit is enabling rollups to decentralize their sequencers as well as unlock interoperability between different L2s. So, seamless interoperability and sub second bridging and really trying to be as fast as possible and allow the UX of Modular to really improve over these monolithic. Chance, so super excited to be on today, and super excited to be participating in Maltra Day as well. Thanks for having us.
1: And thank you for coming again, man. You're the man. So uh, there's probably Yo. folks here that weren't here last week. Um, oh, Coop, sorry, did I cut you off? Go ahead.
4: Yeah, real quick. I just want to give a, a huge shout out to NodeKit, where they recently got funding from A16Z, and will be participating in their crypto startup school and the accelerator there. So thanks, huge dubs, um coming from over there. One of like the smartest teams that we know. They also dropped out of college as well. So, like, yeah, legends. Congrats!
3: Thanks. I really appreciate it. Um, Koops, Koop's too humble. We all know that he, their team is killer and super intelligent as well, and we're super inviting from the early days of NodeKit and as as today as well. So, thanks for your guys' support from day one. But yeah, so kind of expand as well. What a decentralized sequencer is, is sequencers are for rollups. It's how rollups order transactions. So essentially we can integrate with any different rollup stack. We already support a few different ones and more are on the way. So that's a little bit of alpha in there. We are adding more rollup stacks support day by day. So yeah, that's kind of how NodeKit works and just trying to make seamless interoperability and decentralized sequencing to come to all rollups near you. Thanks.
1: Thank you, man. Um, so, like, so you know, there are people that were, are probably tuning in for the second time. There are probably people in here for the first time. Um, do you want to just kind of speak on, like, how this is, you know, this is directly impacting, like, the modular community and, and the ways in which, you know, this, is like, why is this event important to you all? Why did you guys want to be part of Modular Day?
3: Yeah, the big reason why we want to be part of Modular Day is, Obviously, we're all nerds. We all want to hear about the, the newest and most exciting stuff, whether it's from Anish, or, or Movement, or Lanera or any of the other great teams at have modular data, such as Fluent, chain But the big reason why we want to be part of modular data is we really want to be able to see how these modular teams are building, think about their roll-ups, and really thinking about how they're going to scale these rollups up, how they're going to decentralize these rollups, as well as kind of how we can make the modular UX not scale at the same rate as we're scaling the number of roll-ups. Because fundamentally, if, if a user's experience gets worse and worse, nobody would want to launch a website if a user's experience got worse for every new website that you launched. And it's the same thing with roll-ups. We think that the user's experience should not have to get more and more complex for more rollups and more of these applications to be building on app chains. So we're really trying to always be on the cutting edge and always be working with teams that are building on the cutting edge and helping people build, build whatever they want and keep Keep it interconnected so it can access liquidity, access more users, and help Modular grow as an ecosystem to hopefully rival all those alt L1s out there. And as much as we do love Snowing Consensus and Avalanche community as well, really helping the Modular ecosystem grow and thrive is core to our kind of thesis at NodeKit.
1: That's amazing, man! And shout out to the the Ava Labs team as well. Um, they will also be joining us at Modular Day, so it's it's uh it's it's going to be a real event, folks. And again, I'll. I'll Take this opportunity to just plug it. Um, if you're going to be at ETH Denver, um, we will be all together on February 28th, um, rocking out, enjoying the day. Um, we're going to be putting out some some cool announcements during the spaces as well about some of the people that will be joining us. But in the meantime, uh, we happen to have some other folks on the stage who will be joining us as well. I see we have the Anisha team here um, I, I'm not going to assume who's behind the page, so I'm not going to say any names, but I'll, I'll let you introduce yourself and Anisha as well.
5: It's always me, Will. It's always on back here. Uh, but good, good to be on the stands, and uh, thanks, everyone. Uh, just going to plug again, come out to Modular Day on the 28th in Denver. It's going to be a blast. Uh, we have a, a bunch of kick-ass teams with some pretty phenomenal panels uh, across the modular space. So that's definitely going to be a good day. And I heard there's going to be some sick swag from each of these teams as well. So you're not going to want to miss that. Um, in terms of modular expansion, you know, at Initia, we're all about making it as easy as possible to deploy app-specific rollups, ups um, while giving developers, you know, the flexibility to change everything and customize everything they want about their dApp, but removing a lot of, complexity and choice overload when it comes to um, other decisions. So for example, on Inisha, we support optimistic rollups that use the Cosmos SDK underneath. So you're able to essentially change everything about your rollup itself from the Cosmos SDK side, but on the smart contracting layer, we also enable MoveVM, EVM, and WASM VM. So whatever smart contracting framework you like the best or suits your application, um, Can be used to build whatever you want. And then really taking out the the complexity when it comes to all the peripheral infrastructure, what it looks and feels like when bridging around thousands of interwoven rollups, how you connect to other layer twos and other ecosystems, whether they be EVM chains, move chains, or the rest of the Cosmos ecosystem, what the UX part feels like for users and really removing the complexity for them um, so that these application teams can focus on building versatile powerful layer twos
1: i'm so grateful that i was able to hear you this time so i'm not speaking over you last time we did this space is just for some lore um zon was speaking but i couldn't hear him and uh he was dropping some alpha and i i I couldn't help myself i interrupted him by accident but we're not having that problem today zon um and i'm grateful that you're here when you were when you were seeing modular day coming together what was the what was you guys's pull towards towards being part of the day Yeah,
5: you know, it's just a a great group of amazing builders we have hyperlane celestia bear Chain, aptos and movement um just really phenomenal people that are pushing modular expansion forward um and i think the audience that will be coming out to support each of these teams um, is really going to see how in the modular stack and in crypto in general um, even if some of these projects might be seen as competing, we can all really work together to fit the ultimate goal of what we're trying to do together, which is push the modularity narrative and really expand the user base of crypto. Um, ultimately, crypto is still so small right now, and we need to reach scale of you know, millions and millions of users. And the only way we're going to be able to do that is by working together with all the amazing folks that we have that put in time every day. And so I think Modular Day in Denver is going to be a great showcase of these amazing teams and how we're going to
1: dominate the future. I love that. And and speaking to that point, you know, we have some incredible media partners that are going to be speaking at the event as well, that are going to be hosting some interviews and who are on stage with us right now. Um, I, I would love to hear from both of you. Um, but, you know, last week we had Andy. This week we have Andy and Robbie um so i'll I'll tune to you both but robbie we'd love to start with you you know what was the allure what does modularity mean to the team and and why is it such a you know cornerstone of of what you guys are talking about with your and you tell people about the roll up too you know like i'm kind of forming this question as like a six-part question but um
6: yeah (laughs) yeah well good to see you thanks for having uh having us on and andy feel free to unmute at any time i mean we are we are the roll up and we can roll it up here like uh I mean, I mean, Will, to, to answer that question, like when you, when you said like, you know, what, what does modularity mean to me? Why is it important? I, I had to take off my glasses because I think it's a bigger picture question. Um, in my opinion, modularity is a philosophy. Um, it's like this bigger picture thing where it's not just about uh, like how it applies to Web3. It's almost like a way of life and like how we design these, these toolings. Um, and there's so much that goes into it. I think it's it's been like it's been this phenomenon that has been the case like ever since we started building technology. So like you go all the way back to the industrial revolution, you can get you can get to a place where we started developing cars um and and then we had interchangeable parts. So all of these parts in this car ended up being modular. and then it it just exploded into this exponential growth of innovation and development in that particular uh, sector. And I think that's now the the place where we're in in Web3. We're getting to like this inter- interchangeable part, modular expansion phase of Web3 building. Um, and it makes me incredibly bullish and, and very, very excited. So um, as far as modularity, I think that's exactly what it is. Uh, we're, we're no longer building in a vacuum. We're building each part specialized. And that means that uh, we're able to get much better technology and, and hopefully finally solve this UX barrier that has been preventing mass adoption. Um, that's my perspective on, on modularity. Uh, and I, I think we're only at the precipice of this uh, Cambrian explosion, if you will, as we continue to get these specialized tools. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're stoked. We are absolutely stoked for, uh, for modular day in Denver. Uh, We're going to be bringing the energy. uh, The roll up is an educational partner. We're a media partner, Um, but we hesitate to call it media because we really think of ourselves as educational partners. Um, Andy and I, and and I think we agree on this. And Andy, feel free to jump in anytime. Like our our uh, prerogative here is to learn, Um, and it started with a a mission uh, many years ago when Andy and I met. It was uh, to learn about this space, and and we what we learned was that as as we learn, we're able to educate others. Um, And then as a result of us learning and us teaching and and continuing uh, to speak to very, very knowledgeable people in the space, people much smarter than us, uh, we've been able to engage in this experience of collective learning. Um, And I think collective learning is where we're all learning together. As a result of that, we're all building together. Um, And I I tend to believe we're all stronger together. so that's what we've been able to do at the roll up. That's the that's the philosophy. Is by rolling it up, uh, we're able to uh, do all these things together and and go much much farther. Um, again, thanks for uh, thanks for inviting us, the roll up, me personally, and uh, I'm very very stoked for uh, for modular day in Denver.
7: I'm just wondering if that's a wild Zani that I see that's appeared out of his uh, his his dev cage. Is, is that him? Is that the wild Zani behind the initiative account? I think I heard
5: him. Yeah, we, we out here, Andy.
7: I got oh, yeah. initiated yesterday, so good vibes.
5: Andy was definitely initiated. Um, and I'm also the roll-up. I don't know. You guys need to maybe – let's get a term for that. But huge fans of both Andy and Robbie. and um, and super stoked to have them be our media partners here for Modular Day. Um, if you haven't seen, uh, Andy and I put out a podcast as well with Robbie. I love you too, Robbie. Um, The other day, so definitely go check that out.
7: Yeah, Rob said it best. Uh, Very excited to uh, to uh, help. And in day. one of the best things that I like to do when I'm at these conferences, and you know, a lot of these things are quite expensive to get to. They're far, and you know, not everybody can get access to them. Um, And so I I like to do a lot of that kind of like live stream um, reports and kind of like write ups and panel recaps and. Of course interviews and things and you know kind of push it all over the timeline as much as possible to really make the people at home feel like a part of the community so hope to do as much of that as as we can at major day and um yeah let, let's keep the vibes flowing see a bunch of friends up here and um glad to be here
1: i'm glad that you're here as well and, and i'm going to take this moment to uh to shout out a, a a special speaker on stage you know i got i got a bit of a bias uh, he happens to be the godfather of the movement. Um Cooperman. <laughs> what uh, same questions that we've been asking to everybody. You know, what is what does modularity mean to the movement team? What does it mean to you personally? Uh, why is modular day important to you? Yo, yo, thank you for everyone
4: um coming and getting to spread the modular gospel with us today. So modularity is really dear to our heart set movement and for every builder with the move language where the way that move came to market was pretty monolithic which means that it was competing head to head with every other chain and so it's really difficult if you're a dev or a builder you're kind of caught in the crossfire of this competition and especially where there's already so many layer 1s so many layer 2s like it's a really difficult value proposition for a new chain to be able to drive adoption and where the meta for existing blockchains has largely been to create a moat around user and liquidity base, which has been done through generally having you know, somewhat rigid tech stacks. Modularity is a breath of fresh air in that sense where you can plug in new technology into existing frameworks and have the ability for like novel applications and novel technologies to be integrated directly with existing ecosystems so we don't have to go at it PVP anymore. We can actually largely collaborate with each other. So, our movement thesis is that to democratize and decentralize the move language, we see the best case for move adoption being move being agnostically everywhere, right? So, you can build whatever you want, wherever you want. And it's modularity that enables that. And then, one other thing that I think is really cool and something that NodeKit is specialists in is shared sequencing and decentralized sequencing here. right? So what that enables you to do is as a builder, you can have the best of every world that you would like to. So I think of it as like an Xbox versus a PC, where with a PC, you have so many different parts that you can upgrade, swap out, put together how you see fit. And it's that sort of thing that creates the um it creates the they say, the necessary pieces for innovation to happen, and especially for innovation to happen permissionlessly. So I think Modular Days is already looking to be one of the biggest events at Youth Denver. What's really cool about it as well is that you don't need to have a ticket to the main conference to come. In fact, this might even be bigger than the main event. This is where a lot of alpha is going to take place. It's where a lot of the biggest and most innovative teams are all coming together to share what's happening with one of the most relevant things that's happening in crypto right now, modularity, as well as what the future is going to look like um, from here. So, y'all came to the right place.
1: And speaking of that, um, I was talking with Macho before we got on. And I think, you know, speaking of this collaborative nature, I, I there is there some there is some recent DevNet uh, information that's going on with Linear, right? Am I correct in that?
2: Yeah, that's right. Thanks, Will. Uh, so We just launched our DevNet. Yeah. And uh, that's going to really um, yeah, make developing, you know, prototyping on top of Linear much easier for people. And then they can uh, they can do a real, you know, real life experiment with their with their friends over the DevNet and experiment, you know, this end to end user interactions that I was uh, mentioning earlier uh, on top of, uh, of our infrastructure. And, um, and, uh, yeah, and learn, learn about microchains, uh, which is this really cool technology we're developing, um, to, to, to bring that kind of like really seamless user experience. And, uh, yeah. And, and I love to be here, like hearing, um, you know, um, about everybody's project and the, the, this philosophy of modularity is, is really something that resonates with me. We've been open source. I mean, we're launching the DevNet now, but we've been, Open sourcing the, our code since the very beginning, and we we're building like really clean modules in our you know, infrastructure. With the also the hope to support more VMs in the future. Right now we 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 are using Rust and, and Wasm, but uh, who knows? Maybe we'll uh, we'll um, we'll have some contributions to add uh, different VMs in the future, and, uh, and this way we can interact with even more ecosystems.
1: Speaking of Wasm, shout out to Fluent. Um, another another of the incredible teams that's going to be joining us here as well. Dino would be with us, but he's, he's uh, inundated with work right now, but um, man, thank you. I'm so grateful for everybody that's here right now. rocking thanks with on the other day. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, just
2: saying thanks. Dino. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for organizing the, the day. Sounds amazing. I mean, I really, I'm really looking
1: for it. It's going to be something special. And at that, you know, we might as well, you know, vibe a little bit because it's gonna be a vibe. We can just hang out a little bit, listen to a little music. This is about Modular Day, folks. February 28th, 2024. Oh my God, it's two weeks away. 28th of February, ETH Denver. If you look at the top, there's a link you can RSVP. It's gonna be really fun. It's gonna be a really good vibe. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this over to uh we have some amazing educators on this panel right now. This is a bit of a panel in the spaces. Um, Andy or Robbie, do you have any questions for anyone on stage? You guys want to? I can go to some community uh, questions as well. But if you guys have anything, uh, I know you guys are very good at asking questions. I'm also stalling in case they're busy. They might. Yeah, I mean, um,
7: actually, I think Rob, if, if if you have a good one, go for it.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> Lol. This uh, is my bad. I put them on the spot. I should have sent a DM or something. Nah, it's all good. <laughs> I should have backed um, in. All of this my bad.
7: Matthew, I'm curious about um about Lanera, uh folder. Yeah. Um, kind of how you guys are going about um um kind of solving this like block space dilemma, um if you will um and also kind of how you guys are looking to like integrate with different players. Um, in the in
2: the modular stack, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So the, the way we go about the block
7: uh, is is, uh,
2: is the we we um kind of making peace with the idea that we're going to have larger validators. So we're looking at um, a, a good number of validators, but larger than just a single machine, right? So we want them to be elastic and be able to add capacity to handle more transactions from 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 the user wallets. Uh, whenever they come um, and um, and that's a very unique uh, you know like a uh, thesis basically to to say okay we're gonna have larger validators and um, and the system is going to take this, this um, is going to be able to interact with user wallets directly so it means that there's a direct line of communication between the user wallets and the validators so they can actually have open connections and receive notifications so um, that's a, a layer one that comes with a lots of bells and whistles. If you wish, like things that are normally done by, um, like maybe using API providers, and so we we want to integrate them in the in the, in the pursuit of uh, of uh, lower latency in these user interactions. Um, but but at the same time, we also um, want to, of course, uh, be seen as a part of, of bigger ecosystems and. And so there's going to be all kinds of bridges and uh, and I think extension points. Um, well, to start with, we um, by supporting WASM we allow people to potentially replace the source language uh, to something else um, at some point. Like we we developing in Rust, but if people want to use something else, I mean we can't really prevent them from compiling JavaScript to WASM, for instance, <laughs> uh, if they if they wish, uh, if they wish to do that. And um, yeah, so that's that's uh, that's kind of like how we go about. Uh, about the infrastructure and the, yeah and then so um so something very uh, very um, very like initially really really crafted for, for scalability and low latency interactions at scale.
6: Epic. Yo, I got I got a question too. Um my uh my question is for NodeKit uh, for Noah. Um we uh we just did a, a really fire live stream with a bunch of interoperability players. And once again, this idea of like intense came up. Um, and quick side note, it was it was cool to kind of explore like uh why intents are good in the short term and then maybe ZK as it improves is is good in the long run. Um my question is for like shared sequencing, also like converging with intense. Is the goal to build like as you As you uh, integrate new rollups and new rollups start to use the same sequencer, um, is the goal to build like this global intent mempool um, where like everything goes into one sequencer uh, for the most efficiency? Or like, would you reach a certain level where uh, like there's almost too much market share, like we see in like the staking realm right now with Lido? How do you kind of like balance like the right amount of uh, throughput into your sequencer?
3: Yeah. So that's a great question, actually. So what we're kind of looking at doing is, and kind of how we look at it is intents are the front end and the sequencer is the backend. So an Intense framework could build to support any number of backends. They could support a sequencer, they could support Wormhole layer zero, um, regular intents on Ethereum, uh, intents on move. We view Intents as kind of being the front-end protocol and the shared Sequencer being the back-end, and about intent frameworks building on top of kind of shared sequencers with the throughput argument. Essentially, what we're doing is we have a chunk-based block approach. So we have multiple chunks being in one block, which is kind of similar to Narwhal, Miskedia, um Barracks from Avalanche as well. So that's kind of the approach that we're looking at it to help improve throughput. And we're still looking around for different solutions around latency as well in that regard, to make sure we have high throughput as well as low latency, which is, as the guys over at Lanara can tell you, that's always a very diff- difficult thing to do. So a big thing for us is kind of allowing people to kind of build whatever they want on top of it. So we think throughput will always be something we're optimizing for. But then at the end of the day, most applications in crypto right now aren't hitting the bounds of throughput of being throughput bound on most things so we see it as kind of a pretty an open field open greenfield approach on that and we think that intent framers can kind of develop on top of it we don't plan on kind of enshrining one ourselves so essentially we want people to be able to build kind of whatever they want if they want a privacy focused rollup up on top of nuket and they want to encrypt all their transactions before they send them in the mempool they can if they want to have intense platform on it they can do it so We're pretty open on that, and we're trying to just give them the primitives they can use to succeed and build whatever they want. So, hopefully, that kind of sheds some light on how we're thinking about it.
2: Yeah, definitely did. Um,
7: I think if we're just doing questions here, it's it's. I'm curious why you guys um chose to use like IBC for interrupt rather than some other current uh, solutions or perhaps I'm thinking about this wrong and that like other solutions are interoperable, but curious as to um, kind of some of your decision-making with regards to IBC. And, um, you know, I know bringing IBC everywhere is based and it's a really good technology, but maybe you have a more in-depth answer for Zani. I'm not sure. If you're oh, hi. Yes. Um, so I think there are a lot
5: of great interoperability solutions. One of the nice things about IBC is that it's just like a native system that has been pretty Lindy and it's existed for a long time within the Cosmos ecosystem. It's also um, has very good security benefits. Like it's not managed by uh, any off-chain entities. There's no like third parties. It's essentially basically just secured by the chains that it actually supports. And it brings essentially just like a, a native system of bridging, right? Like we see bridge hacks uh, happen all the time in the EVM landscape. Um, and that is not something that's ever occurred within the Cosmos ecosystem because IBC is just like a, a native system that's integrated here. And so, if we can bring IBC compatibility to other chains, like we're seeing some do for, for EVM and other support, I think that's a huge advantage because everything can run on this one native system of bridging it's also more than just like a, a token bridging layer it allows for so much flexibility there's things like the skip api that exists now within the cosmos ecosystem that essentially lets you do like multi-hop paths uh, on each step of the path you can do like smart contract interactions so you can start with uh, dollars over on osmosis you can swap to something else, bridge that to a different chain, buy an NFT, bridge that to a third chain, all within IBC's framework. Um, And it's pretty seamless. So I think uh, ultimately, IBC Everywhere is the end goal, but we will be using other interoperability solutions for chains outside of the Cosmos ecosystem, because we want to ensure that there's no barriers to entry within these initial rollups we um, essentially want liquidity to be, to be unbounded. And so using a combination is, is the best way forward right now. But um, yeah, IBC is essentially pretty based. What do you think about IBC coming from a, a modular landscape, Andy?
7: Yeah, I mean, I just know that like, it, it, it's, it's heralded as, as like, some of the best technology. And I just generally think that like, Cosmos got it right. With, um, with with that uh, um, kind of system, I think many things with, with Cosmos um, can be improved. But I think generally, like IBC is like the is like the glue that brings it all together in a in a, in a very safe and secure way. It's very Lindy, as you said. There's been there's you know no hacks ever. And generally, I think like expanding it outside of just the Cosmos ecosystem is is bullish for for the broader modular space. I just I'm I'm keen to see it be implemented more um, because it seems like the implementation is a little bit more difficult if you're building outside of the of tendermint effectively um, where you know there's a ton of other solutions like intent intent based ones and then just like general interoperability and message message passing solutions which may not necessarily work that well in between cosmos but then can work between cosmos and EDM. so like I I think move doing um and and curious to learn more from coop like. Movement bringing IBC everywhere. Um, I know with uh, Union and Noble, um, and I don't want to take the whole floor. I know we, we got Brendan up here, but briefly would love to kind of learn more about, about your thought process behind that uh, if you kind of align with what Zani
1: and I are saying. I wonder, did we lose him? But at this point, you know, we might as we wait for him to come back. I think this is a better time than any um, to introduce our newest speaker onto the stage. Brendan, thank you so much for joining us. Um, just to catch you up to speed, the, the, the kind of direction that the questions have been going is, what does modularity mean to you and the team? What does modularity mean to Polygon?
8: Hey, guys. Um, I guess, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, in terms of what modularity means to us and what it means to Polygon, um, so we have been talking lately about what we call the aggregated thesis, which is basically a way to uh, to build on the modular thesis, so so we imagine obviously that there will be uh, a world in which a ton of blockchains exist, and in which the demand for block space is uh, distributed a bunch of uh, among a, a, a bunch of different chains and execution environments. And so the thing that we've really been focused on at Polygon is like, how do we provide the foundation for safe interoperability um, at super low latency, either asynchronously or synchronously. Um, And so like for us, like what we call the ag layer is sort of the foundational mechanism that provides safety. It provides this guarantee that's delivered by zero knowledge tech that um, it's impossible for, you know, chain B to depend on an invalid or equivocated chain state from chain A. And from this foundation of safety, then we can build uh, coordination mechanisms like shared sequencers or relays or uh, what Justin Drake calls super builders on top. And so, so, so I think for us, like, uh, using ZK Tech to provide a safety guarantee and then relying on different projects and different teams to build the emergent coordination mechanisms that actually allow for, for interop uh, among chains has kind of been the focus for us.
7: Uh, you came at a, at a good time then. Um, yeah, that's... Uh... This is all solving this kind of like chain abstraction, better UX uh, conversation. Um, I thought that the branding behind like monolithic, modular, aggregated was was quite funny, seeing as like still so early to modular. And Now it's like now, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's
8: aggregated. too late. It's, we're, it's, it's we're, we're aggregating after. now.
7: <laughs> Any details on like um, that kind of what the steps are to get that into practice and? Then, kind of what the user experience using aggregated blockchains within uh, Polygon's uh, you know underlying layer would look like? Yeah, sure.
8: So, the first step that we're taking is, uh, is happening in a couple of weeks. Um, we're launching the first step of the Ag layer, which is a unified bridge. So, all of the chains in the Polygon ecosystem will plug into this bridge, um, and they'll be able to, uh, you know, they'll have slow, trustless interop because um, state changes will need to be finalized on Ethereum. But the nice thing is that they'll get fungibility of assets. So obviously a big annoying thing with bridging and interop is um, using wrapped synthetics uh, to transfer assets between chains. And because every chain in the Polygon ecosystem shares the same bridging contract, they can transfer L1 native assets. So if you have um, ETH on ZKVM and you want to move it to OKX. Like, you will get ETH on the OKX chain. You won't get,
1: like, ZK Evm wrapped ETH. Um, and so that's... Did we lose him, or am I bugging? Oh.
7: Yeah, I don't know. I can't hear Oh,
1: sorry. Can't hear him. Can, you, can you hear me now? Yeah, you, we can hear you that's now. Did, did I just cut out,
8: or was I uh, rambling to myself? No, for?
1: you were just cut out. And it, it had just, like, gone silent all of a sudden.
8: Oh, weird. Okay, sorry. Uh, so so in, in a couple months, we uh, will launch... Um, the real sort of aggregation layer with proofs. Um, and so this will allow, will enable the um, the property that, you know, chain B can accept messages from chain A um, and uh, it can do so safely because it knows that, uh, you know, the, the proof aggregation circuit will enforce that um, like chain A cannot equivocate or provide an invalid state to chain B. And so this is like kind of the substrate for, Building shared sequencers and building um, relays, and and like letting chains navigate trade-offs between uh, low latency interrupt and liveness.
7: That's pretty awesome, man. Appreciate the explanation. Excited to see that kind of come to light. Um, my phone's on one, guys. I'm gonna bounce. Uh, thanks for having me. Much love.
1: Thank you so much for coming, man. Really appreciate it. And um, Brendan, I've been asking this of of everybody that that comes up here as well. You know. Um, so grateful to have Polygon joining us, you know, when you guys were uh, looking at events and you heard that modular day was happening, you know, you've touched on this a little bit, but you know, what, what is it about modular day that spoke to you all? Um, why, why, uh, why this event, why this, why this event at this conference?
8: Um, yeah, I mean, I think historically it's been a really well-run event in the past or, um, and so yeah, I think just the, the modular thesis is something that we are committed to and, and it's reflected in our strategy and our vision of like a multi-chain modular ecosystem that settles to Ethereum. And so it's like we're, we're super aligned with, with, uh, with everything that's going
1: on. I love that. And thank you so much for joining us today, man. And thank you to everyone who's joined us on the stage. Um, we're going to keep this going for a little bit longer. So if you're, you're on stage, you have questions for anybody else is up here as well. Please feel free. I'm going to make this a little bit more open for them. Um, I see that we have Tarab up here as well. Um, I'm going to ask you, you know, a, a similar question to, to last week, but I feel like we have a new audience. So um, I think it'll, it'll be beneficial for them. You know, coming from like a business development standpoint, can you speak a little bit about, you know, what modularity means to you in, in terms of building an ecosystem and, and building like, you know, in in the move ecosystem and and kind of doing so in a modular fashion. Yeah. Hey everyone, I'm Tarab. Um, I run our BD
9: ecosystem here at Movement Labs. Um, and yes, we had a space in the last week, which was great. And I, I think I'll, it's going to. My answer will be in the same vein, which is, in a monolithic structure, it has its obvious its own benefits. Um, but one of the, th- I guess you can call it the cons, is that if you don't fit within that monolithic structure, uh, you know, you're not going to find a lot of success. Whereas so with the modular thesis, you have essentially all these Lego pieces and just a matter of how do we make them work together. And so what that naturally does is creates a more symbiotic relationship where like everyone is like net positive winning and it's not zero sum. And so like, for example, I see a lot less, um, we'll call it malevolent um, com- you know, competitiveness uh, in the modular space as I do in the monolithic space. And so like in, in the modular space, you won't find as many maxis because by our very nature, we're trying to work together to build something bigger. Now I'm not saying monolithic is bad. I'm just saying that, you know, the question was my observations uh, being in both worlds. And so I do think that it creates a lot more synergy and why the vibes are generally a lot nicer than, for example, if you had a soul maxi and an ETH maxi on a spaces together. Uh, and so, yeah, so, so I think from my side, that's what I see a lot from the business development perspective. and. And why we've made so much traction is because we want to work with people and we try to make it easy for people to work with one another as well.
1: You're the man, dude. And I'm going to look through the comments and see if anybody has any questions in here. If anyone wants to cut me off and ask somebody a question, please feel free to. I'm just scrolling through. Also, shout out to the 900 people that are in this with us right now. This is amazing. Um, I, I think we might have a chance at beating our record of last week. So really, really excited. I also wanna give a shout out to the first panel that we've announced, Modular Fundraising, that panel flyer is live. Um, really great speakers, really great mod- mod- moderator. I'm trying to do this all live, so bear with me. Um, we're gonna have some more panels announcing here soon. I like to do these live announcements, but um, you know, it's a little bit difficult for me to do while hosting, so I'm stalling a little here. You know, we might wanna vibe a little bit, let's vibe. Let's see how this song goes. I'm DJing, moderating, and posting. This is what modularity looks like. I'm also scrolling through questions. I'm doing too much. (laughs) But shout out to everyone on stage. Shout out to Anisha, shout out to Polygon, shout out to Nodekit, to Lanera, to Movement Labs. I see Celestia in the audience. I see some more initiative folks in the audience. Shout out to everybody that's in here right now. Can we break a thousand live? I remember we had a question for coop at one point, which was modularity and move. Koop are you back with us? Did we lose him? Hey, yeah, I'm here. Sorry. I didn't catch that. Yeah, Andy had asked you a question at one point, which is relating to modularity and move. I'm not terribly familiar with the exact wording of the question, but I guess the way that I'll present it to you is, you know, when you were conceptualizing this idea of the movement, um, you know, how did modularity factor into that?
4: Yeah, biggest part is modularity is what enables move to be plugged into existing networks and existing frameworks. And so from the very start, it's critical to be able to you know be able to plug in an alternative virtual machine into an existing chain. And so that's an area where, like Avalanche, they've got really robust infrastructure supporting the customizable blockchains within their stack, especially like different virtual machines. They were one of the first networks to get ahead of this wave, where pretty early on they supported custom rust-based blockchains, and then Within that, you can customize the gas, customize all sorts of different things. So that's where um, M1 becoming a decentralized sequencer is made possible by that infrastructure. NodeKit is building some incredible products as well, leveraging the Avalanche stack there. So, yeah, at the core of the concept of modularity is that you can plug in whatever piece you want, you can upgrade, swap things, change things around. Like, that's critical for enabling
1: Move to be plugged into existing networks. That's amazing. Thank you, man. I'm going through these these posts right now. So I, I'm i just going to be honest. I think it's it's fun to uh, to share some background. So I'm trying to post this second panel. And uh, Twitter is just, if it's not rugging spaces, it's rugging posts. Uh, if anyone has a direct contact to Elon, I need that. Um, I have some words of, some constructive criticism for him. Uh, because I seem to always run into a problem. It's like, the picture won't load. Or there's an error. Um, but this is why, you know, we're in web three. I, I, I got to shout out some of these, you know, web three social medias that are, that are popping up. Um, and I'm excited to see, you know, which one is able to to start to compete. I know Solana's trying to compete on the phone level. I'm excited to see who's able to really, you know, contend with the, the Instagrams and Twitters of the world. Um, if anyone wants to like touch on decentralized socials, I'm happy to, to get into that too. Cause I think it pertains to modularity, but, um, I'm just going to keep surfing down here and also just say another thank you to everybody here. You know what? I'm going to take this opportunity to plug the event again. February 28th. February 28th. Modular Day is coming to Denver. If you're in Denver and you look through the pin posts, there is an RSVP link. It's on our page. I'll actually repin it so it's the first post, but it's right here at the top. You can see the RSVP link in there. You can see some of our new round of sponsors. Our final round, in fact, Avalanche, Lanera, Polygon, and Supra. And then we have some amazing partners as well. I'll just shout them all out while we're here. Avail, Fluent, Fuel, Nodekit, Union. And then, of course, we got Celestia, Hyperlane, Initia, Barachain, Aptos, Movement Labs. So it's going to be a really exciting event. Um, We've posted the first panel on socials. Um, That panel is going to be with Tekken from DAO5, Baek Young Kim from Past, Bobby Beignet of Polychain, and Mads of Maven11. It's going to be a really exciting panel about fundraising. So if you're interested in that, make sure you're there early. It's the first panel of the day. Um, We're going to be announcing the other panel soon. We got some really exciting things coming at this event, y'all. Like the panels are incredible. The keynotes are crazy. We got some really exciting fireside chats. Not going to tell you who's on it because I want you to go to the page and check it out. And also make sure you follow the speakers on the stage. Some of the people on stage are representing the companies. I would highly recommend you follow Noah and Zahn's personal pages as well. You'll see them on the panels, um, but you'll also, you know, if you want to, you should definitely follow the main pages as well, because NodeKit and Nisha are doing big things. Please make sure you're following Brennan. Um, Polygon will be there as well. Make sure you're following their page. Metcha and Linera. make sure you're following them. Obviously, I'm biased, but I'm going to say it. Make sure you follow Movement. Uh, and you can follow me, too, if you want to. We're getting closer and closer to 1,000 people live, too. So if you want to keep sharing the spaces, um, I, think, I think there's some alpha here for the folks that join. We just broke 100 comments. Uh, this is pretty incredible. I'm curious, Brendan, while we have you, man, what's 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 going on at Polygon right now? What's the focus for you? What's on the docket?
8: Uh, well, we're in the trenches on R and d all day, every day.
1: Can you tell the folks a little bit about that?
8: Uh, yeah. So um, for the last two years, we've been working on kind of pushing the underlying tech and making it faster. And so... One big thing that I'm pretty excited about is we released a type one prover. Um, so this is like the Talix framework for zkVMs, And the cool thing is it allows us to take any existing EVM chain, uh, like an optimistic rollup or a sidechain or, you know, some alt L1, and we can upgrade it with ZK to, to be uh, an Ethereum L2. So like all the stuff that we're talking about with aggregation and the ag layer like the goal is for any EVM chain, uh, even if it's not currently using zk proofs, to be able to connect and share liquidity and state and users uh, in this ecosystem.
1: So, we're excited about that. I am too, man. That sounds really exciting. Actually, so you. I, you know, I got a, I got a question for you on this front. So, one of the things I think people deal with a lot in this space is, um, you know. A, a little thing called burnout, overworking, I think it's. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so I got a question. In, in terms of like your own practice of like managing that, how do you manage, a, you know, a day in the life building a, a company at the size that you've built in, a, in an organization? How do you manage like, you know, working as hard as you do and, and making sure that you don't burn out?
8: Yeah. So I that, that's a good question. Um, I should clarify that uh, my title at Polygon is co-founder. but I always feel like I'm kind of stealing valor from the real co-founders. So, like, like Sandeep and Mahilo and uh, and JD and Anurag actually built Polygon from day zero. Um, I was just acquired, and they were nice enough to give me the title of uh, of co-founder. And so, I would say that the person that you should ask about uh, burnout is really Sandeep because he he's like superhuman. He he goes uh, harder than I think. You know anyone that I've met in the space. Um, and I think it's, I don't know. I I think it's just like the excitement and if you let like what you work on kind of fuel you, then, then you can get pretty far. Um, but yeah, I definitely feel like it's going to be, you know, fingers crossed a little bit easier, uh, and more exciting and more fun building over the next few years versus the last few. I do think like, bottom of the bear. It's always, that's when I started my previous company mirror. Um, It's always like kind of an uncertain time and you just got to put your head down and like work on, for me, it was like working on cool technical problems that I find really interesting. And, you know, if you kind of just ignore the market and, and go from there.
1: I appreciate that a lot. I'm actually going to, you know, we got a couple of founders up here. I'm going to ask you all as well, No Kit. Noah, how do, how, do you, how do you deal with this, man? How, how do you deal with the amount that you work and, and kind of maintain? Any, any best practices for people listening?
3: So we're kind of, I wouldn't say with the best practices, we're a really small team at this point. We're a team of five and we're actually hiring. We're hiring for two positions right now. So software engineer infrastructure as well, software engineer for kind of integrations as well. I would say the way that I handle burnout is I really love what we do. And as well as just like Coop, we're we're college dropouts. So it's kind of knowing that we don't want to go back to that. So it's kind of, if you always have that thing chasing you and saying, I want to make this work, I want to make this succeed. This is what my dream is. This is what I want to go after. I feel like that's really the fuel on the fire that really helps us as well as I also try and take off time on Sundays. I feel like that's kind of a good thing for everybody to kind of do is to have one day a week where you kind of take off the afternoon. It's just Chill. that's kind of how, how i've kind of avoided it as well Is work really hard during the week work those 60-hour weeks but have one day a week where it's just like nothingness for a little bit and that helps out so it's kind of how we manage it at nuka okay, we we as a team kind of say like it's okay to text about work and stuff may sunday morning but sunday afternoon it's like take some time off i'm a big fan of football especially college football so over the past few months is watching college football and the nfl as well so that's kind of how i do it watch some sports sunday afternoon and. Rest of the week, just kill it and work as hard as we can, and keep scaling NodeKit. So,
1: that's amazing, man. I appreciate that. You know what? This actually gives me a great line of questioning for us to close this out with. Um, you know, I, I oh, Matthew, did you want to jump in?
2: Oh yeah, well, I just want yes, to please. Out, so I think this is a great, a great question, and I, I think you know. Um, I first, I agree with everything I was just said, and um, I wanted to say so for people out there that are thinking to, um, you know, to to. Um, Jumped gun and found a company. Um, it's uh, it's um it's easy to um, it's easy to to uh, to uh, overlook the the amount of work it takes to recruit people and uh, and to delegate and that and so uh, and so that's only after you 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 so you, as a founder you spend a huge amount of time recruiting and then once the people are, are there in the team you still need to delegate to them actually and then only then you can. Try to avoid burnout, basically. (laughs) So and so, I just wanted to to add this. But of course, yeah, everything uh, that was said before is also very, very true.
1: You know, I so this uh, I'm gonna ask you this first, Macho. So I think a really great place of emphasis for us to end this on is, you know, the way that I like to end my interview series is with words of inspiration, uh, words of motivation, or otherwise. So for people that are listening in, you know, that are either building themselves or that are you know, thinking about starting up a company or they're an artist or they're an entrepreneur in any way, you know, what are some words of wisdom that you could give them as far as like dealing with a point of controversy in their own career? Dealing with? Dealing with, just dealing with the, the woes of, of pursuing passion and purpose. You know, it's a difficult road.
2: Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I mean, every I mean, you know, I mean, I think everybody found their, their own way. I mean, in, in my, in my case, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tech founder. So, uh, the inspiration came from, from research and that's really kind of what motivated me. And it, you know, it's, it's really, really, it's fun when you, when you can, when you, when you can like develop an idea into, into a research paper and then, and then, and then sort of R and D project, and then it becomes a company and then, and then, uh, and, I mean, and then it becomes like, a uh, um, like a community. And then see so, so it's like seeing things like develop like this is like super motivating and, uh, I can only wish that people find their way to, to, to achieve that kind of satisfaction.
1: I appreciate that, man. I'm going to ask you the same question, Noah. Uh, words of motivation or otherwise for the people listening.
3: Words of motivation? I would say just go out there and do it. You never know what you can kind of do if you don't try it. Um, we're a team from kind of the middle of nowhere in the Midwest. We, I went to Iowa State University. It's not really a school known for its heavy computer science or cryptography research. Um, although the program here is great, we all came from the Midwest, kind of unknown kind of backgrounds, and we were able to make it in crypto and kind of be able to scale up our company and raise capital and go out there and we're growing our company now. So I would say just, just set your mind to it and, and get after it, as well as I want to give a shout out to organizations like BAF, College DAO, as well as Ava Labs leverage the large organizations in the space. They want the young people to succeed because they understand that that's really where the next wave of innovation can happen. They're always wanting people to succeed. So make sure you make those connections, go to the conferences and just keep meeting people, take anybody's call. And that really helped us out when we were early on and still today. It's like, you just gotta keep meeting people and connecting and get after it, just like anything.
1: That's amazing, man. That's such good advice. Just get after it. Just get up and go. I couldn't agree with that more. And Brendan, I'm going to ask you the same question. Um, you know, words of motivation for anyone on, on any part of the journey, you know, just just if they're building, if they're working on something they're passionate about, um, what have been some words of wisdom or some things that have helped you get through the tough times?
8: Yeah, I think um, for me, it was just like, get out of your own way. Don't worry about kind of the medium, long term. And um, I think, it, you know, if you're on this space, like you just have to kind of have conviction that the space is going to keep growing, the pie is going to keep growing. And even if the current permutation or iteration of what you're working on doesn't work out, like being around the space and being a contributor is going to like definitely work out for you in the long term. Um, so I, I think just that and, you know, always keep a giant chip on your shoulder and let your haters uh, always fuel you. So that would be my... Uh, my advice.
1: Fueled by hate. I love that. That would that's a that's a alt title for uh my memoir. Uh that's such good advice. I'm super grateful. Um that's amazing. Oh, sorry, did you have something did you want to add something? My bad.
8: No, 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 I was just laughing.
1: Oh, cool. right, man. Awesome. Well, Coop, I, I see we got you back up here. I hope you can hear me. I'm gonna ask you the same question, man. Any words of motivation for the people listening today?
4: Well I love that advice. Yeah, you know, every everyone needs haters. Everyone can appreciate a good hater. Um, but yeah, I would want to echo what NodeKit said where like just keep your head down, keep hustling, and like eventually you'll make it, eventually you'll strike gold if you keep your uh, head down. So that was something really critical for us where it took a lot of proving ourselves, took a lot of like really long hours just yeah going the extra mile so that we could prove ourselves and that's how we got here today so yeah keep at it
1: amazing well thank you all so much for coming i couldn't i couldn't say it better than any of the speakers have said it so i won't even try but um keep doing what you're doing y'all keep pushing yourselves to do the things you want to do out of life and get what you want out of life um and i think these these speakers are a testament to what can happen when you you know you push yourself to pursue your purpose and passion so thank you all so much for joining us for our second part of modular spaces um please if you're going to be at eat denver come check out the event it's going to be a really great time um again shout out to brendan shout out to matcha shout out to noah from no kit to zon from Anisha. coop from movement labs and to everyone who came and spoke matcha from Linera. andy and robbie from the roll up I gotta say a special shout out to Mark, who's been helping do the organizing for this amazing event um, at Wrapped Events. He's a great guy and, and has helped me a lot to to make this the event that it'll be. Um, and we've announced the first panel. We will be announcing more of the panels as well. Obviously, uh, my goal was to announce the bulk of them today, but for some reason, Twitter is just not allowing me to post pictures. So they will be up soon. Keep an eye on the Movement Labs page. We're gonna be rolling out the panels um, so you can see who's gonna be speaking and you know enjoy the rest of your day and welcome to the movement, welcome to modularity
0: Amount of payments, read down days. Got them acting all bankless, Yo, fam, what? Check these token state They probing this rare, flexing broken honest, I, I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knives, the and then to end a long day. Eleven bowls of chronic. Never known the politic. I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom over impossible losses. All moss, and I'm liking the odds. But I'm doing the morning, forming my. Just to get a better place Smacking on the host it keeps clowns white night and all these Maybellines. They call it implausible when model after model keeps on ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats, tearing apart your community. All these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity. Gotta planet it in reach, coming standard to each. I'm on the back ten, gazing after the siege. Commanding all the management to grab a few seats and then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east. Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats. Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets. Yo, we got a few dubs